know, right about now you're probably thinking, oh, that's not the intro to football and other F-words, and I'm kind of wondering why it says press coverage, but it's under the Music City Miracles logo. Well, let old Papa Zebo tell you why. That's right, this is Zebo, unfiltered, unedited. There is no one else in this garage, it's just me and my thoughts. But I was inspired by another podcast on the SB Nation network of podcasts, Bleeding Green Nation, that is the Eagles podcast, and I talked to uh, Michael Kist and Benjamin Solak, who, uh, well, specifically I just talked to Kist, but of Kist and Solak, great podcast, especially if you love, uh, you know, the Eagles, I guess, I mean, I don't know why you would, but, you know, some people do, and, uh, but if you love the draft, they have a great episode, but they do something over there, Bleeding Green Nation, called At the Podium. And they just pretty much replay a full press conference. They don't give their opinions. We won't give our opinions here on the podcast. They just play the podcast, get in, get out, bing, bang, boom, we're done. Sounds like a pretty good gig, so I'm totally going to steal it with their permission. And we are going to call it press coverage. Do you get it? It's pretty clever. Internet Keith came up with that. So, on press coverage, the first edition, we are going to replay the Alteron Werner retirement speech. Yes, he signed a contract for one day. You may remember him as one of the, back in, I think it was 2013, I probably should have looked it up before I said anything, but that sounds way too late. Anyway, there was a year that he was a pretty damn good defensive back for the Titans, and he's well-beloved by most fans, so we wanted to give his press conference an a new venue to be seen, heard, heard. If you want to see it, you can go to titansonline.com. Stay tuned after it, and then you'll hear some great info from me about the live drive event coming up and some other stuff that we have in the works. As always, this is press coverage, Alteron Burner. Very sorry that it says press coverage, Alteron Werner. You probably thought that we were interviewing Alteron Werner, but it's just me in a garage by myself. But enjoy. What's, uh, what, what do you think of when you look out at these uh, practice fields out here? Uh, I just, uh, I have a lot of plays, a lot of, just memories just rolling through just from even rookie uh, mini camp when we were all the way on the far field and I was the only DB and had to chase Mark and all these other dudes uh, play after play. I was like, am I going to get a break? <laughs> I mean, cause we had Myron Roll and Robert Johnson, so they weren't really doing one-on-one. So it was like, I mean, that's going way back then to even uh, the last couple times um, being out on the field, uh, especially at, towards the end, it gets cold and being a California guy, it didn't get cold like that. So having to come out here in sweats and things like that and trying to practice and get good work in. So uh, a lot of different things, random things like that definitely goes through my mind. What do you want to do to steal and retire as a Titan? Uh, it was, uh, this was always a place that felt home. Uh, I know I've said that a couple times, but um, just the memories, the bonds that I had here, just um, being drafted here, the rookies I played with, that whole class, uh, just uh, from some of the iconic uh, plays I was able to make here from interceptions to uh, some of the touchdowns I was able to make make here, making the Pro Bowl, obviously, here as a Titan. So it's it's a lot of fond memories that happened here. So uh, I, I even knew even when I left that when it was like all said and done, this is what I wanted 
to to do. So I was just thankful for the, for the organization to even grant that opportunity for me to even accept this because I mean they didn't have to, and um, so I was very appreciative that they even considered it. Do you reach out to the team then? Is that how that works? And say, hey, can I do this? Or yeah. uh, that that's the only thing I knew because I I had no idea either. Um, I've seen other people do it. I saw Griff, Griffin do it um, last year, and um, I've seen other players from other teams. So I had no idea. So I just reached out and, to my agent and reached out to the team. I was like, hey, this is what I want to do. What steps do I need to take? And um, and it didn't matter how, how it went down. Um, I just definitely wanted to, you know, go out as being a Titan because that's where I felt like my legacy really was established. And um, like I said, the bonds, the relationship, the fandom, the community, this is the place that I most uh, resonated with as being an NFL player. That, that Pro Bowl year, what, what went right? Everything. Um, you know, I think uh, one thing I just contribute um, a lot to my time here was I think the the competition that they always had us all in. I mean, it's me and Jason always joke on it. It seemed like every year we were competing against each other to try to beat us, um, the starting guy. But I think that competition um, extended and made us better as as players. And so about time our fourth year came. You know, they created more competition, more scenarios of that situation. I think uh, just a, a lot of opportunities presented. So especially in the beginning with me getting those interceptions early on in, in the season, things like that. But, um, you know, just like uh, my faith, iron sharpened iron, you know, being tested, battle tested, you know, produces uh, more of your faith. So I just think that's why I think the competition over the years just get accumulated to me being able to perform and to be able to uh, play. And I was just given, like I said, a lot of opportunities. I mean, it was some fumble recoveries that I had that just so happened the ball popped right in front of me. I didn't force the fumble, but somebody, Zach Brown, um, some other person made the play. Then, you know, I just got the the credit <laughs> for picking it up and things like that. Then even some of the interceptions, I remember Joe Casey had a tip on one. My very first one, Dave Ball had a tip on it on Tony Romo. So. Um, it's a lot of opportunity that happened. I was just a benefactor a lot of times. So um, that's what I contributed to. Back here and kind of walking the hallways uh, you know, with your family. Uh, it, it's surreal just to think that, you know, this is where it all started. I remember just walking through the locker room and seeing my practice jersey with the 20 on it and having Werner on it back and just realizing it was a dream come true being an NFL player to coming full circle and just seeing some of these younger guys I might have seen in college or um, just seeing people continue the legacy, um, especially, I mean, ironically, like a Dory Jackson being an SC guy. So I saw him play a lot in college and even briefly a little bit when he was uh, in high school and just seeing him play and, and just seeing all these younger guys and just seeing just the full circle and then knowing that, you know, it's a possibility my kids might, you know, might not go the NFL route, but just seeing them grow and knowing that they're going to be taking that next step too. Um, it, it, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful th uh, thing, kind of like Lion King, so, you know, the, the circle of life, just the full circle of everything. So it, it's beautiful. And, uh, you know, I'm appreciative of every moment. What are you most looking forward to in retirement? I think um, just being around my family more, uh, being with, with football. I mean, my wife had to take a lot of sacrifices to allow me to be able to compete um, at this level. So it, it might have been long hours at work, uh, studying film, or just sometimes she has to commute and, and take the kids somewhere, take them to the hospital, things, things of that nature and things like that. So now I can give her a little bit of a break, even though it's still an adjustment 
um, things of that nature. But just being around my kids, um, when they start sporting events, being able to witness that and, and see those things, um, take them to school, do little things like that. Though, to me, that's what I look forward to, just being more of a family man and being there for my family. Um, but, you know, that's where my heart is. Anyone who feel, felt like you were done with the game or was the game done with you? Uh, I think it was it was a, a mutual kind of collision. I think, uh, I mean, it's definitely, like a lot of people said, it's a young man's game. So I think um, they're definitely gearing for some of the younger generation uh, of talent, which, I mean, you just see them from the combine, just how fast all of them are, how high they jump and things of that nature. Um, but I think it was just also over the years, it was a gradual build leaning me towards, you know, maybe it is time for me to, to step away. And, you know, I've accomplished what, I needed to accomplish what I, my goal, what God probably put me in the NFL was probably already eclipsing and coming to an end. And I think that realization started to come last couple of seasons I played in the NFL. So that's why I say it's 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 a it's a little bit of both. So that's why it's not something that I'm regretting or begrudging or anything like that. I think it was building up to, to it. And so just uh, having it finally be realized uh, is, is something of a reality, I guess, but it's something that I was looking to already. So it wasn't something that just hit me overnight. I was like, oh, I can't believe it's done. It was something that was gradual. What do you miss most about it? Well, I think uh, the two things kind of like I alluded to, mainly the teammates, my, my teammates, just the locker room talk, just being out on the field, goofing around, seeing people dance and, and do all those things. Uh, that's what I'm gonna miss the most. Uh, just just being in the locker room with the guys because it was just always an escape from like the real world sometimes because we're all put through the same thing training camp and all that stuff so we have like that secret bond that special bond that not too many people can relate to so those are the things i'm going to miss because i'm going to kind of be a part of that away from it uh, a little bit but uh i'm going to still communicate with certain people and, and still get it somewhat but it's not going to be the same as having the locker right next to somebody just going through a two-a-day or going through a tough practice and, like, you guys just having each other to kind of get through it. Like, I love that camaraderie that we had. You need to find a competitive outlet, whether it's golf, whether it's in the business world, whether it's something to keep those juices flowing, or are you, you good, you think? Uh, no, well, I'm, I'm naturally competitive. So, I mean, it can, it can be anything. I mean, uh, it can be me trying to beat my kids getting dressed. Like, I mean, I'm just naturally competitive. So the competitive thing won't uh, won't be a hard thing, but uh, definitely will want to do something to keep my time occupied. I, I'm not really a big person just lounging around. Sometimes I feel like I need to do stuff. So my wife kind of says that I have ADD on some instances because of that, because I'm always constantly moving. But um, as I look forward to progressing, I want to uh, become a math teacher. And um, that's something I'm looking uh, forward to doing because I feel like I love helping people. I love uh, instilling knowledge um, if it's in football realm, in the classroom. So that's something I'm looking forward to trying to do, become a math teacher in high school and help our next generation get to do things, get to college and things of that nature. So when that happens, uh, I'm not sure yet, but whatever path allows me to go that direction, that's what I'm going to try to look for. About coaching, was that something that ever interested you? Um, yes, and it still does. It still does. Um, even when I played, I, I like to to help others, especially when I got older and then younger guys came. I used to love telling my experiences or things that I see when I'm in the game and things like that. And it's always a gratifying thing when you you tell somebody something and then you see it kind of unfold during the game, and then you realize that that person probably listened to you. 
to that that small moment and see them probably succeed or, or handle the situation because you might have helped them that little bit was always something that I loved even when I was younger. So coaching definitely is something that I'm going to look forward to pursuing probably in the future. Do you still keep up with this franchise? And what do you think about the, I guess, the team and the way things are going here? Oh, I think things have been going well. I mean, um, getting to the playoffs, I mean, have has been big. I know it was, a, it was a big drought for a while. So just the past couple of years, being able to do that and to really compete uh, in the AFC South and really uh, do things. I think the draft guys that they've been bringing in, been doing really, really good things, uh, monumental things. And then you just see a lot of gel, even with the free agency pickups. Um, you know, I've definitely been following probably more secondary, but like the Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan drafting the Dory, then Kevin. I mean, all those guys contributing in the back end. So I just think that they they build a nice nucleus of just hard work, solid players that you can just tell that from the field that they all buy in and that they're working hard. So, I mean, I'm looking for the franchise to keep on just building and growing. I think they have a great leadership here with Vrabel and then uh, Mr. Robinson up at top. So. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do in the future, but you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see this team in the Super Bowl soon. How tired did you get of hearing that you weren't fast enough? And how much satisfaction did you take from proving people wrong? Uh, it was a it was a constant thing throughout my career, and even po I mean pre um, NFL, and you know. Everybody has their opinions, and um, and I think uh, I alluded to that even when I was here. I mean, everybody has their their opinion on what they think a successful player could be, and so you know, I wasn't bound by those limits. I guess you could say, and I always have faith and, and trusted that uh, with preparation and hard work that you can you can do anything that you put your mind to. So I wasn't really tired of it because I was used to it <laughs> by that time. Um, you know, it did add that fire to try to prove people wrong, I guess. But, um, you know, it was satisfying to know that somebody that wasn't expected to succeed, I guess, in certain aspects, but then to see myself be able to reach some of the pinnacles of success that I was able to do, I think it's, it's a good thing for me that maybe I helped somebody else that somebody else that might be in that situation might be a little bit small, might be a little undersized, might not be the fastest person. Um, or things like that. But if you have hard work and perseverance and you just seize the opportunities that's given to you, um, anything's possible. So I, I just hope that I use that as a testimony for other players that might be in a similar situation. Don't give up even when things don't seem bright, seem like they're going to go right. That at the end of the tunnel, if you work hard, you're going to be okay with the results you get. What's the feedback been like, I guess, with former teammates, you know, fan base since you kind of made the decision? to retire and, and, and then retire Titans? Uh, it's, it's been incredible. Um, so many people, I mean, I, I read comments uh, here and there, and um, it's just been a lot of positive feedback from, from people. I mean, way more than I probably thought. Um, you know, some people I feel like could have been bitter and stuff because I left and, um, you know, only being here for four years. But like I said, it was, it was, it was great positive feedback. I mean, actually this morning somebody made – uh, a little picture thing and said, welcome home, um, Alteron. And, and it almost brought a tear to my eye to think that somebody would even take the time to do something like that. And um, to realize that maybe that impact is bigger than what I even thought I might have had here just in the community. And maybe, like I said, that football player that I gave hope to, maybe I gave somebody hope in another aspect of just working hard. And so just seeing that it just really warmed my heart and just really made me feel good that, you know, that time I had here definitely hopefully made an impact in those people's lives. What advice I guess would you give to a guy entering the league in this year's draft class? 
uh, you know, to to work hard and whatever is asked of you from the team, um, do it with all you can. Like I like I said, um, I came in thinking that I was going to be on the special teams, running down on kickoff, hopefully not blowing up double teams, but just being on the outside. So, you know, I came to Coach Allen and really talked to him. So, I, you know, regardless if you're a first rounder, seventh rounder, um, I think carving that niche on doing whatever you can to help the team succeed, then everything else is going to come back to you because then you're going to be able to adjust in a positive way. Do you remember the uh, phone call to tell you were tightening? Oh, yes. It was uh, Alicia. Alicia was the first. Alicia Schultz was the first one on the uh, phone. It was early in the morning. Um, I was just joking in my head that uh, <laughs> that I was the first ever day three selection for for Tennessee Titans organization because they went to the three-day draft <laughs> when uh when we got so me and Mark was first, <laughs> part of that first class. <laughs> and uh yeah, it was early in the morning. Uh my wife, um, my mom, all of us woke up and I got the call. Then I talked to Coach Fisher right after, and it was just so surreal. Um, like I said, to have that moment because you know that it might happen, but just to actually unfold was just uh crazy. I know a story that I don't even think mentioned I mentioned too many times, but actually growing up when I used to play Madden football, cause I was a big video gamer back in the day. Um, the team I usually selected when I created a team was the Tennessee Titans. And I used to think in my opinion that they had the best uniforms in the NFL. So I was like, if I was gonna see a team playing on the, in the game the whole time, I, I always picked Tennessee. And it was when Keith Bullock was playing. So, I mean, he was like a big player for my team, but I just remember that all the time. So when I got drafted here, I just thought it was just so ironic. Like that was a team I always used in the football game when I created a team, but then that's the team I ended up getting selected to. So uh, that's why it made it even more special. And then with them trading up to get me, cause when I was looking at the TV, Seattle was on the clock. So I was thinking that it could have been Pete Carroll or somebody and you know, him being the USC Trojan. I was like, uh oh, this is gonna be interesting <laughs> type of thing. And then, like I said, uh, I got Coach Fisher on the phone. They said they traded up and they drafted me. So everything was just pretty special at that point. Oh, I love it. I mean, I still think they're the best. Uh, I mean, that's why, uh, you know, I wear wear the colors proudly when I can. And, uh, yeah, they, they're still, to me, the best in the NFL. I, I love being here. I love being in the uniform. That was the first edition of Press Coverage, sponsored by MCM Radio. Are we sponsored by them? I don't know. We're part of SB Nation. Look us up. Music City Miracles. That's us. We're here. Okay, so if you... Let's first get to the draft. Live draft show. Go to fwordspodcast.com. You can actually subscribe to an email newsletter. I actually sent one out. It had a helium balloon. It was just kind of a, you know, stock photo or whatever. But it was it was informative. You can go to fwordspodcast.com. You can click on the blog. The blog has everything you need to know about this podcast. But here's some things you may not know. Get there early. I'd say get there around 12. I keep saying that I'm going to get there at 12 because we know it. Get there at 1. I say that we're going to get there at 1, but we're probably going to get there at 12 because I just got a banner and I'm going to have to assemble it. I mean, what the fuck is that? Here's some kind of topics we're going to talk about. Hey, is Chris Johnson a Hall of Fame player? Is Frank Gore? Yes, Frank Gore is. We're going to talk about the Russell Wilson contact, contract and what it means for Marcus. We're going to talk about the concert. We're definitely going to talk about that schedule. 
you know, Keith wanted to talk about Demarius Thomas, but who gives a fuck about Demarius Thomas? We're throwing that out here. We're going to talk about the safest and riskiest players in the draft. We're going to talk about TJ Hawkinson. We're going to talk about all kinds of different things. Philip Rivers, Eli, Big Ben, their legacies. What does it mean? We're even going to do a live mock draft, and we're going to make some bets. So you need to get there 2 to 5 p.m. It's really 2 to 5 p.m. Because it could go to 5.30. It could go to 6. Who the knows? It's our show. It's live. Things could get crazy. A fucking monkey could come out of nowhere. We don't know. Did I hire a monkey? Maybe I did. Maybe I hired a tiger. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going on. If you like this particular type of podcast, tell us at at FWordsPod on Twitter. It will be posted. It will be probably be pinned. Maybe be pinned. I don't know. Uh, it will be posted. If even one person likes it, I won't do it. I need five people to like it. And then I need everybody to go give us five stars on Apple iTunes. If you want to write a review, feel free. If you hate us, give us five stars. Tell us why we suck. I'll read it on air, and we'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. Our, I mean, we're here for the people. But if you like this kind of podcast, I stole it from another one. So if, I, if you hear something on another person's podcast that you think we should do, Send it to me, fwordspod at gmail.com. I'll steal it. I'll do it. Don't think I won't. Oh, I will. I will do it. Uh, I'm not above it. I'm not going to pay bots to do this podcast for me. I'm going to have to do it myself. I mean, who would pay for bots? I mean, am I right? Is it, are those jokes still funny? I don't know. Let's go cut down some trees and find out if the jokes are still funny. I am Zebo, and this has been Press Coverage.